There you go. All right. So you no longer sound like the voice of God in my head. I wish I sounded like the voice of God in your head all the time. You know, I did you leave the door open? I did. <laughs> Testing one, two, three on my mic. 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 I'm Todd Meisner. And I'm Todd Welbert. I'm Meg McLaughlin. I'm Brian Achenbach. And we're talking pictures, specifically reactions to our pictures. And so now the, this conversation and thought for a podcast started with a picture that I had taken of, a, of an elderly woman and her dog receiving oxygen at a fire scene. Uh, to set the stage for you, Brian and I, uh, Brian responded first to a fire in Moline. Uh, it sounded really bad on the scanner, so I decided I better go also just to have another set of eyes on the fire. Uh, Brian got there and was shooting uh, firemen and whatnot. And Brian, uh, tell the fireman, t- t- tell everybody what the fireman said to you before I got there. Well, a police officer who was on the scene said hey, stay behind this truck. And so me and the TV lady who were on the scene as well um, basically were like, okay, well, we'll just stay right here. And then you arrived and... And I did not know that they were told to stand (laughs) where the pickup truck line was. And I went, well, Brian's got that covered. Hey, look, there's a woman down there crying and getting oxygen with her dog. I'm going to go march down there and take that picture. So I, I marched down there and I took that picture. And then, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where you're looking through the viewfinder and anybody who's taking pictures of the news scene knows you're like, the dog is getting oxygen. The woman is getting oxygen, you know. And the fire, actually, you couldn't tell. I mean, we couldn't tell that the fire was as bad as it was. Because no, there was no mark on the outside of the building. Uh-uh. So I got, you know, I'm making pictures of this of this elderly woman getting oxygen and the, and the dog getting oxygen. And the entire neighborhood, and we'll post the picture on... Um, on our Facebook page and in the blog and whatnot, so you can know exactly what we're talking about. You can imagine five or six women in the neighborhood. One of them is holding the dog, um, and then, but everybody is focused on this woman and her grief. She's clearly upset. The EMTs are focused on her. Every the entire picture is focused right on this woman and the dog. And so Brian got pictures of firemen being upset. And as soon as I knew that the firemen were upset, I'm like, this, this, this is this is more than just your average fire, and somebody's upset that their car, that their house has been burnt. Long story short, I post a picture on social media. This is our, we, it was on uh, the Dispatch Argus um, QC Online website. Uh, posted it to Instagram and my own Twitter, and no reaction i mean it it, there was a copy desk error it was supposed to run as main art we didn't hold the picture from the paper because it was people being upset it was the copy editor who shall remain nameless blew it and forgot and basically didn't run the picture and ran two fireman pictures which made my head explode but that happens but two days later I don't look at my Twitter, my personal Twitter very often. I only post things about the Cubs and what beer I'm drinking at the time. So that's it, that's all it's good for. And the granddaughter of the of the person who we found out later, the husband died. And I know how he died, but it's still off the record. But he needless to say, he tried to put the fire out and never made it out of the basement alive. 
His wife left with the dog. She she lived. The dog lived. He perished in the fire. The fire, the fireman, there was a fireman who was related to him in some way. So it was a family loss in the in the Moline Fire Department, and they were clearly grieving. Um, but the Twitter, the Twitter post was, and and I, first of all, before I say this, I wasn't mad, made mad by this. I wasn't upset or embarrassed or otherwise. I felt bad for the woman that she lashed out at me because she's clearly have, was grieving her lost grandfather. But these are the kinds of things in this business that happen. And so um, her tweet was, uh, her name is Tanya Durbin Burns. Burns? Burns? She's from, it, it looks like she's from Chicago. She lives in Chicago. Um, While I understand it is your job, it is so insensitive to exploit my grieving family after our loss. And she, she posted that she put a screen capture of the of the picture that was on her, obviously on her phone. What I found interesting about this tweet was, she tweeted me directly, for all of the world to see. That's fine. She passed up sending me an email, and my the the. The, my email is underneath the picture and it looks bigger than the caption of the picture. The way that the responsive site shrinks down, my, my email gets very big in this picture. She didn't email me. And if she Googled me, Brian and I tested it. You, if you Google me, my work Twitter comes up first. So she had to burrow down and find kind of the least efficient way of coming after me. Well, and I, I think it's, a little circumspect to to rebroadcast the thing that you're angry about like yeah you know if what if you're upset about this being public why would you use the photo again yeah like as that, if you would forget yeah, yeah yeah like maybe oh wait a minute what fire did what, i cover this what, week what fatal fire yeah. right so i i debated sitting in my chair watching a cubs game and that's probably why i opened that twitter um that I'm like, well, how do you respond? You know, do you, do you respond? Should I respond? You know, she had her say. Eh, I always tell Brian and Meg, eh, let them just let people have their say and walk away from it. And I'm like, yeah, grieving. You know, she's grieving. It wasn't like our next topic, you know, where it's just visceral opinion. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to craft. I spent a, a half hour to 45 minutes crafting what I thought was the most genuinely benign, sympathetic retweet or twitter response which was uh i'm very sorry for your family's loss yes covering tragedy is an unfortunate part of a journalist's job and i take no joy in it i i thought okay i'm she's gonna say you know and i've i've had this conversation with someone on the phone they call they yell at you 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 respond you kind of talk them down. You kind of explain your part of it. And then they, they kind of leave, most of the time, leave feeling better about our motivations that we're not there just to exploit whatever tragedy they happen to be involved in whatever way. Um, but within <laughs> within like five minutes of tweeting her, uh, she responded, this was right after we were told my grandpa had passed. You are an ins- You are insensitive and clearly never experienced tragedy. Well, Tanya, I'm here to tell you, I've experienced plenty of tragedy. Now, has my grandfather died in the basement of his of his home? No, but I've had my share of shit happen to me, and 
I will just chalk your response up to I'm really mad and upset. Um, but I always found it – what was funny was then I, I, I posted her response on Facebook just as kind of open, open a discussion. And I had no idea how many people were going to leap to my defense. I didn't really need to be defended. I just opened up the subject. And I never said anything after, this is what just happened to me. you know. And I shared the, this woman jumping on me and everybody who – some people I'm partially friends with or friends with, you know how Facebook relationships are, but everybody came leapt to my defense, which I thought was, which was kind of an interesting piece of social media. So that long diatribe, what we deal with this comes up, which leads us to, <laughs> to what happened the Friday night after that, or right, this was happened, what? It is shortly after. Yeah, so right after it, we're like, oh, this was kind of an interesting topic for a podcast. And then Rocky took a knee. <laughs> a whole different can of words. And, that, and yeah. that makes one angry woman in Chicago seem as insignificant oh. as it really is. But it, see, it was dwarfed one angry woman compared to what – I, I, anyway, a we're going to explain the situation. Yeah, the hurricane of crap that fell on uh, mostly Meg, somewhat on the newspaper. But uh, we will. I will let Meg explain the picture that she took, and then we will go from there. So Friday, September sixteenth. Um, I find it interesting that you remember the exact date. <laughs> I, 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 I only remember because I looked it up, but yeah, no, it's the 16th. Um, so I, uh, I'm covering a football game. It's the Western Big Six Conference. That's our local conference. Um, we've got four high schools that are technically local. Um, they were playing each other. So we had, I was on Twitter and I, I posted a picture of like the Moline student section, one of the local high schools, the Rock Island football players, you know, going through the banner from all games I've covered, uh, UT and, um, Alleman. And so Rock Island was going to be playing the other Rock Island high school, but the Catholic high school. And so I got, uh, I got to the, the stadium early. I, I was covering some of the cheerleaders, uh, taking pictures of fans in the student section, just your average, you know, Friday night lights in a small town kind of feel. I knew Rock Island football players better. Um, I knew that their warm up was a little more hype than Alleman. Um, they had a little more visual um, visual opportunities, I guess, to, to take pictures. So I stood next to them when we did the national anthem. I, I, I knew that this Colin Kaepernick of the 49ers had taken a knee, but I never really expected, you know, to, to look around too hard. I, oh, I had been looking around the last Friday nights, but I wasn't really ever expecting anyone to take two, a knee. It was two weeks after. And we'd yeah, it was two weeks. And we'd been discussing when it was going to happen in the photo department, but it was like, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Should we do something, interviews with people at games? We were originally, when it happened, the next sporting event was a cross-country meet. We are like, nah, cross-country meet doesn't seem to be a cross-section of, of the Quad Cities that would have an opinion on Colin Kaepernick. It, it would be just a little too cross-country of a crowd. So anyway, so... I didn't think that there would be any. I think you would find one in 10 of the kids the two weeks prior to them taking any. I think you would have found one in 10 that would have actually said that they... 
I don't know, that they were 50-50. I, I really didn't think that anybody was actually going to take a knee. So when I looked over to my left and saw that there were six kids, I mean, it was theatrical. It was dramatic. The moment the first note started playing, they all in sync took a knee. Um, it, I wish I had a video of it. It was just, it was completely in sync. And so I, I was right next to them. So I grabbed my 70 to 200 and I'm like wobbling around with my 300 because I wasn't expecting it. I'm trying to get rid of the 300 so I can get both cameras and I'm taking a picture of the front so I can get the face and their numbers. And then I I wanted to get the last photo of their backs so I could get the flag because they were facing the flag. So behind them, get the flag, whatever. Um, Well, I ran out of time. I only got so many photos. So I was going through um, my take and I was kind of flabbergasted by all of this. I was like, oh God, like, Oh, I've got to text. I got to text our sports writer. I got to text my editor. And then I'm like, oh, well, I also need to make sure that I got their numbers. So all of this is going through my head. I'm missing the entire game, really. I mean, I took really crappy sports <laughs> photos. Of, I, I had to get some, someone had to make a touchdown or fumble or something real quick so I could get back to the office and get this out. When I, when I was walking to my car, I realized, oh, crap, there is no 28 on the roster because I just wrote... I had just made a pre-made roster for code replacements online. So I knew there was no 28 and I knew there was no 48 and I knew there was no 86. And I, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm like, Oh, they're, they're not in the right roster. They're, they're not in the right jerseys. They wore different jerseys. Um, which has been, I've heard people have confirmed that my conspiracy that they were wearing different jerseys. Someone has told me, I can't remember who, some sports, I think it was Matt Randiazzo. I don't remember. Some sports writer told me they did that on purpose. So I had to go to their sidelines. I found the bus driver and I got him to tell me who he thought um, they were from the photo. Uh, he was wrong on some of them. He got like two of six, right? So it's a pretty good percentage for a bus driver. Yeah. Well, yeah, I figured, but I figured he would know. I mean, he's driving them. He's only got two stops to make when he's back. on a football <laughs> night. He's got to go from the stadium to the, to, to the school, the school to the sure stadium. Some easy money. How willing he, he wasn't very willing to tell me the two that he did. He, I don't know. Right. I think, and there were a lot mm-hmm. of parents that came up to me and said, well, was it this number? But, oh God, was it my kid? Like they, as a, as I was walking to the rock. The, student so section, you knew that the people watch, I mean, you were probably, I mean, you're not, you're not very inconspicuous on the sideline of a high school football game because you were they were they weren't near their sideline they were standing on the goal line yes but it was their goal i but they but it's the but the their home but they're standing out in front of god and everybody and then you're running around behind them and in front of them so that there's if you were if unless you weren't if you were looking at the flag and then looked down you would have noticed you and them running, them oh, yeah. standing still. You okay? You well, I mean, that, everybody, everybody knew. I mean, that was the. It was kind of a shock to the. If in the atmosphere, I mean, rocking, walking over to the Rock Island side, it was kind of a shock. I mean, it, it was it was on everybody's mind. So I think everybody knew what I was doing and, and what I was looking and for. And they were standing at the east end of Augustana College's field. They were standing closest to the flag, so you could not have missed it. You, if you were going to be looking at the flag, the so East I end. think that's East End. No, it would be the West End, because if what? Well, East Moline, I, I don't know the the side that the mole, What side is the? They were uh, were they on the Moline side or they were they closer to downtown? They were closer to downtown. Uh, okay, so, so they were on the West End. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey. Uh, but they uh, they were they were directly underneath the flag, so you couldn't have looked at the flag and not seen. The Rock Island students that were taking any. I mean, they they were seriously the six that were there. They were the, as close and, to the and the rest as of the can. and the rest of the Quad City media was standing on the Alleman side. 
I didn't, I don't, yeah, they must have been if they were there at that point. Um, because I, I've talked to somebody else who works for one of the other TV stations and said that from his side of the field, which was he was standing on the visitor, on the home side. See, was Rocky, was, so Rocky had the Erickson, the, the, what would be the Augie home side? Yeah. Okay, so that, see, no. that's. No, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't covered. Were the kids, were the, ki- the kids that were kneeling on the north end? Uh, they were closest to the trains. Right. That I mean, would have been the, the that would have been the north end. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll post a map uh, and a big yeah. arrow on the Facebook page. Well, um, I mean, I think we're. But what I'm saying is that they were, that the other media was standing as you come into the stadium. They came in the old traditional home side, and so and stopped. And if you're standing on that side with the with the crest in the field, the way the what do they call that? The way the pitch, the pitch of the field. If you were standing on the Alleman side, you would not have noticed them yeah, kneeing because probably there was not. a long line of kids mm-hmm. and then they were down. And cheerleaders. You, and, right. Uh, yeah. So you, it was one of those things where if you're on the Alleman side, you don't see it. You're standing on the Rock Island side, you see it. So you're right place, right time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yes. anyway, um, Meg, Meg te- texts me. They took a knee. I told her not to tweet the photo out until we knew exactly who it was, uh, what happened, motivation. We need a quote from somebody. Um, let's make sure we have all our ducks in a row. Just finish covering the game, get their names the best you can, and 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 by that time, Dan Mack. Had, well, we had we had been in contact with the sports reporter who wanted to um, wanted to use the picture for a column, and I made the call that it's breaking news. And called the newsroom. Long story short, it ended up on the front page of the paper the next morning. Meg tweeted it out that night with mm-hmm. a very basic tweet saying what they did with no political hashtags or it was just. I mean, you didn't add Kaepernick or any I, of the, to no, that. No, no, not on the Twitter. No, okay. I didn't. So anyway, so it was a very straightforward tweet, and then the shitstorm happened. Yeah. Um, after that, and I, and I put it on the wire and it ran in various places around the country. Um, it, it, it didn't take long. I mean, I think people were expecting, um, I, I had to go to the sidelines to get their names. So, um, everybody heard that I was getting their names. I mean, I was asking student, the, the water girl and, um, a couple of the players and they all knew that I was going to be tweeting this out. Um, I think that I have a lot of high school followers on my Twitter account that are waiting to see, um, their pictures show up. So I think everyone was anticipating it. I tweeted it out around 10. The game got over around 11 that night. It started late. So um, within 24 hours, I had over 900 um, likes. There was at least 600 retweets. Uh, If you use um, impressions or any of the Twitter information to see what type of activity is happening on your Twitter, I had over 95,000 people had seen the tweet. Wow. Um, According to the Twitter logistics and everything. Um, I had various types of messages um, on Facebook. On No one emailed me. No no one emailed me. Um, all responses came via social media uh, or people in person had come up to talk to me. And I found it was really interesting. Um, I didn't get a whole lot of... Nobody really condemned me. I had maybe three or four people condemn we'll me. talk about those people. Um, and to, to talk, we'll talk about, those, about people the, the one that you. sticks out uh, the most condemning me for this particular, because th- there was another photograph that's actually, I've gotten more um, 
criticism for was a volleyball player that took a knee just most recently. But the the football players, not a lot of people have criticized me. But the one that did, she asked me, well, she asked on Facebook, it was a general question on the photo comment. She asked if I could even have taken that photo without getting their parents um, yeah, that was on the Q, that was on the QC on, that was on the QC online Facebook page, and I I nearly if I had been driving a car I would have drove off the road yeah. because I thought really <laughs> no I did not get all sixty six players at the games parents really? consent do you need to you ask that question uh, how many sports photos have you seen in the paper <laughs> I it just it just it just that kind of stupidity and i'm going to call it stupidity because it, it it i mean the fact that you would and the the conversation was pretty nasty not at us that was the first comment i saw on the paper's facebook that kind of went after us for doing it for posting it because let's face it, if it was a tr- if Meg had not posted this photo, the other media didn't get it. Nobody shot a picture of it, and that we we've not seen it p- pop up anywhere really in on Twitter or Facebook anywhere. But if Meg doesn't take this nice, clean, well composed photo, and we run it on our front page and we put it on Twitter, the tree falls in the woods. And yep. nobody says a word. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and and, and they I'm, did it on the road, and that was the thing. They did it on the road, and had they done it at, at home, they would have done it. Where do they line up at 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 home? On, on the, the side. On the, they line up at the goal line. On the goal line. They did this. I mean, Brian's my I was at my car actually. They lined up at the goal line at one game. I don't remember where they lined up the game prior, but they did by the goal line this time because they're continually taking. Uh, demonstration. They're doing demonstrations, so I don't know if it's just okay. new this year. The, back to the woman who who wanted to know if we needed their consent. It, it just seems such a wrong-headed thing to say, or naive. And I think it was a quick blame shifter. I think probably that person, in my opinion, is thinking my school has been embarrassed by this. I'm not saying that they should be. I'm just saying that 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 maybe that was her motivation. And it's like, how do we shift the blame off the kids and on to us? This was anybody nastier than the woman who tweeted me? Yeah. Okay. It's, what was that? I mean, there was the woman that said that the kids needed to get on a boat back to Africa. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That yeah, was I was going to read that That's one. I've got telling. it out. I forgot for about you. that. Oh, yeah, I forgot uh, about that one. Yeah. How did I forget about that? Because that's what made me think, oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah we're going to. People's reaction, yeah. Um, I mean, and that's not even the worst of it. What people are saying on Twitter, because this has become national. I mean, once it gets retweeted enough, people are are talking about it all over the place. So now people are throwing statistics and making some really, really racist statements on Twitter. And these people are not local. So the biggest problem I've had or challenge I've had with this is um, not responding to things that are just blatantly wrong. Or not, and and more is it morally right to block someone off Twitter when you are the news? I mean, sh- I don't know. I I feel like opposed to the idea that I I should block people when I'm reporting news. I mean, they're. They I think have, if they're abusive to you, then but, I would but block them. But it, they're not abusive to me. They're abusive to. You find their their ideas. Their abu- yeah, their ideas of what they're saying about kids they don't know. Because I mean, at the end of the day, they're kids. 
I mean, so they're kids. Well, but they're, they're kids who in two years can go carry a rifle in a foreign country and fight. True. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, they're kids, but they're not kids. So yeah, they're. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know where I stand on that. There, it was, I haven't gotten a whole lot of hate on that photo towards me or any criticism. Um, I've gotten a overwhelming so, uh, amount of positive uh, criticism. More than anything on that particular photo, but the two weeks later, uh, just most recently, another Rock Island student, actually a girl on the volleyball team, has most recently taken a knee um, during right before a volleyball match, and I got a photograph of her, and then I also got a photograph of the student section reaction immediately following the national anthem, to which they are booing her. Uh, it is time stamped on my camera. It is within a minute and thirty seconds from the picture I took of her taking a knee and the kids booing, um, I've gotten a lot of criticism because I've had people tell, tweet at me or about me that I took them out of context, that the picture of the student <laughs> section was actually, they're, they're booing a bad call, that they never once booed her because they would have been standing for the national anthem. Now, they did stand for the national anthem. That's true. They had their hands over their hearts. I'm sure I wasn't paying attention to them, but they were so loud. It was so prominent that they were booing this girl right after she stood up. So someone had to have turned around to see her. Someone had to, because they're facing the flag, someone had to turn around to see that she was taking a knee. So they weren't really paying attention the whole time. But... Um, And I've gone through and I've looked at the timestamp on the photo. They're within 90 seconds. Uh, The game wouldn't have started. You're not booing a bad call, uh, for one. Two, I looked at the the conversation I had with Dan Mack, uh, our sports writer, in which I said, are we going to make this front page? Did you just see she just kneeled? They're exact. I mean, they're exact in line. It's not front page news anymore. No, it's not front page news anymore. It's just not front page news. Mm -hmm. It's just just like, okay, they're, they're kneeling again. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's part of the national conversation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether you agree or whether you disagree with uh, their motives, you know, yeah. this is what's happening. We're talking about it. I'm yeah. just not used to, I mean, uh, now it's funny. I, I've I've had fun. I've never been in sports. I really wasn't involved in high school a whole lot with, um, I'm local, so I wasn't involved in these local high school fun events. And now I found a lot of fame, I guess. Uh, A lot of these kids like me. A lot of these kids have tweeted at me. A lot of these kids have said hi. And now all of a sudden, if I made them look slightly negative, or if they think that I'm making them uh, look racist is what I've been told. Um, They hate me. They hate me. Yeah, no, the kids that were booing. The Moline kids are really pissed that I took a photo of them booing. I mean, Brian was with me at the Rocky game. We walked past the Moline student section and they booed at me as we walked past. Um, It's been really crazy. My uh, cousin was in the the crowd that day and he's one of the kids booing. And I've gotten so many phone calls from my uncle telling me that why would I lie? Why would I take a photo of my cousin booing and make him look like a racist jerk when that was not even at the right time? And it's just crazy how people have have really taken this particular type of protesting to a point of almost, I don't know, it's just sheer madness. Well, it's kind of weird that they're booing a girl who is standing up for her convictions and owning up to them. And then when you post the picture of them booing, they're backtracking and saying, no, 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 that was, we're, we're booing a bad call and they wouldn't stand up to them protesting that like or them protesting her protest right like they have complete rights to do that that's their opinion if they feel so strongly that she is wrong they have complete rights to express their own opinion but then they backtrack but, but that, they don't I like mean that. that that's the whole thing is you know it's it's 
when it happens and the people who do it are anonymous, you know, mm-hmm. then it's easy. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but when you get called it. out for it. And see, and this is what makes me like crazy about this is, you know, the controversy of these kids taking a knee, whether you agree with them or not, it's it's obviously their right to protest. Absolutely. And anyway, anybody's want. right. Yeah. But what kills me is how many games have you been to where they're going to let their two-year-old crotch fruit run around during the national anthem throwing popcorn nobody oh, yeah. says boo like nobody says boo to these right. kids it, or that or, or they don't take their hat off or they don't exactly. take their hat off or the kids in the student center or student sections hoot and holler at certain parts of the national anthem and that's not reverence that's not what they're doing they're you know they're making noise they're being stupid and nobody's got a problem with it because it's not about you know black people you know it's I, it's I, it's I'm, it just makes I, me crazy i am the 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 well, most recently, yeah. Colin Kaepernick, the actual uh, trendsetter, has retweeted that picture of the Moline student section and the Rock Island volleyball player taking a knee. So I have had to turn off notifications <laughs> on my phone because oh, we, it stopped telling me the number of notifications. It just now tells me 20 plus wow. every hour. So I, I'm over a thousand, I believe. I, I, I have turned it off. So that just happened last night. You know, I, I think an interesting thing of this is we're uh, sorry, uh, and and I you know I've been on the outside, so I didn't really know the the shitstorm that that come of it. I was I was so impressed with you getting the shot because I'll tell you what, during the national anthem, it's sixty cycle hum in my head, man. I am oh, not, yeah. <laughs> oh, not big time. Bzzz, you know, I'm not I'm not paying attention uh, usually, but I mean it's good that you guys had that conversation beforehand, um, but. And it's you know from from your thing earlier, and now you, Meg. You know, it's, it's so hard for us to say, well, it's business, you know, and this is the business. When you pour so much of your person into this, and you're not supposed to have opinions, or at least you're supposed to not, you know, rewrite things and 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 put your own bias or your own stamp on it. Um, and but when you're attacked, it sure doesn't feel like business. It sure feels personal. And because that's I and I've I've had to explain this to people who aren't in the media when they use that collective noun media, uh, you know, oh the media lies. You know what? Say it to my face, pal. Like, the not mm-hmm. not the media I know. The media I know work hard to get mm-hmm. it right. They work hard to tell the truth. Well, um, I and the interesting thing is that you know I've been doing this for a really long time, and so I've had people call me up back before there was Twitter where you can anonymously yell at somebody. Yeah. And you know, I really would prefer someone call me on the phone and 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 if they want to yell at me, that's fine. I, I don't I really yeah, you're right. It does it's kind of does feel personal at times, but for me it's 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 part of it's what you signed up for. And so if you're doing your job and you're taking pictures that matter, you're going to piss somebody off. Yeah. I mean, I think that that just is part of the thing. You know, um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't, for me, my reaction to it, if, if, if I had been covering the game and my reaction to, the attention that I've been would have gotten, or whatever you want to call it, would have it is and would have been different than Meg's. Meg is a creature of 
and, and a, a creature of Twitter and social media. This is what she grew up with. And so these are all part of the natural order of being. I, I just, it's, a, it's different. And I, I think that, you know, it's probably better that these people attacked her or whatever you want to call it uh, through a social media app that you can turn off as opposed to the phone ringing. And then you got to answer it. Mm-hmm. So I wish it would almost, they almost would call me though, because I can explain to them because I'm not going to get on Twitter. I'm not going to show what, you know, the, all the timestamps. I, I feel like I don't need to prove that. I mean, I've been honest. I've worked very hard to put all of, I, I bend over backwards to make sure these high school students are covered in a truthful and honest and exciting way. But, um, I, I'm used, while I'm a creature of social media, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not used to being criticized on social media. I, I was a theater student prior to becoming a photojournalist. So this well, is my that's kind very of where first I would, time. That's what I was trying to get at was the fact that my hard-bitten reaction to this is different, would have been different, or Todd's reaction to it had been different. I think that he and I have enough, um, I don't know, what's the word, enough calluses that people are going to criticize you. I oh, mean, yeah. I've had people swing well, at me on news scenes before. It's yeah, not, it, you know, it's, you it's, 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 um, you almost got hit by a golf ball the other day. Uh, well, that's true. Uh, but um, in college, <laughs> I almost got beat up. Was it intentional? Was it an she intentional She did. She aimed ball? right at him. <laughs> I believe that. But I, I, but I think it. this has been a really kind of fascinating study in, um, generational reaction, um, would if Twitter didn't exist? Well, first of all, if Twitter didn't exist, this we would have run this picture on the front page and it had gone away. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing is that the discussion is being dragged out, um, and it's not. And what well, my, what makes me mad is it's not it's not the discussion of social justice in the United States. It's the discussion. Should did Meg embarrass someone by taking their picture because they were booing someone? It's we they've shifted the focus. The focus is is the does she have the right to take a knee in protest for in 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 favor of social justice? Not that 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 Meg put it out there that it, it just it just the the shift of the the shift of the of the narrative is an, is annoying the crap out of me. I've even gotten messages where people are saying that I took a knee alongside to have had to have gotten that picture. So I'm just as equally oh, that's just unpatriotic. <laughs> I mean, you've got to be kidding me. They're, I've worked I worked uh, in I've worked the national anthem at every football game right? I've, or everything I've ever thing. Unfortunately, when I'm working at a, a sporting event and there's a national anthem, as patriotic a person as I am, I feel bad, but there are pictures to be had during the national anthem. Um, if you watch the, an Iowa game, you will watch the the photographer Horde, I believe, was pointed at Iowa's injured wide receiver this week as he stood with his teammates in his sweat clothes and his his uh, uh, crutches. So it was funny. I was thinking about that, and it, you know, it's just. I mean, nobody in the Iowa football team took a knee and but i joked with my wife the first night after this after meg's we had a home iowa had a home game so we we're up in the stands and i whispered her in her ear because she's looking at the flag and i whispered over in her ear and said herky just took a knee <laughs> <laughs> and she and her head snapped towards the field because she's looking at the flag yeah. right with her hand over her heart you know and i looked down on the field to make sure that the, to see what was if it was going to happen and it didn't it didn't happen i was but, at a cubs game um 
the the Wednesday after the first Friday, and I, I looked at every baseball player, and at the fans and the bleachers were uh, just, oh, I swear to God, everybody must better stand. You could hear all those whispers, and everybody stood during the baseball game, so it seems like it's a, more of a high school and NFL thing. I haven't seen really a lot of college. Well, I think that's the interesting sports. thing by not allowing, and this is getting to the point of part of this and belaboring the point of the Twitter reaction, is the fact that all of this, the visceral reaction, the overreaction, underreaction, whatever you want to call it, could have been avoided if, if the school had done two things. They had told their PR director that they were going, that the, the coach told the PR director that they were going to do it. And then had the PR person prepare a statement with the quotes from these kids that said, this is why we did this. And instead of, at the end of the game, said, here. This is, this is Rocky's statement because it took them a week to, to fashion a response. Um, and, you know, God bless Holly Sparkman. She worked her ass off on this one. And I know Holly's a regular listener of the podcast. And kudos to her for having to manage Absolutely. the situation mm-hmm. because, it, you know, as a PR director for a whole district, she was, put in, she was kind of put in a difficult position. Um, had the and this is my personal opinion. Nothing, no conversation I've had with Holly or anything is in. Is you know, I don't know what she's had to go through or anything. Is that if if you're going to do something that you know is going to divide your fan base directly in half, um, and it wasn't on racial lines because there were a lot of people on the Facebook who and in the Twitter verse that were white and that were in favor of what they did, but. That if you get ahead of it and say, hey, the kids are going to do this, and then she goes, okay, well, I need quotes. I need to talk to them so I have a quote so that they these kids aren't – there was a vacuum. And what filled the vacuum was the visceral reaction, and that's the frustrating thing for me was that we've not really – have we heard from them? Have we heard – No, and no. we won't. Okay. So – what, well, Colin Kaepernick sat and listened and, and to question after question after question after question after after football games, and he, he makes his case and he says what he has, and it fills, it fills the void of knowledge. You can still have your opinion one way or the other, and it would have still been a visceral reaction, but not hearing from the kids bothers me. It bothers me too. And people uh, ask me what, like, why, why'd they do it? Like, I'm supposed to know when I'm right. getting gas yeah. or groceries. And right. I don't know. And so, um, and it just, to me, you got to stop wearing your badge when you get, when you, <laughs> when you get gas and groceries. Seriously. I guess so. Yeah. I take it off big, when big I get hat with yeah. big floppy ears. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. It, it, I, when I go in to buy food or go in to get gas or whatever, I take that thing off because I, the, the conversation seat. that there's some conversations I just don't want to have. Or on assignment, even um, after wear it. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, so to me, that's where this, this thing could have been. We were still. Her phone was still going to blow up. She was still going to have a bazillion Twitter notifications. People were still going to retweet it, um, and um, and that's you know that's what we're here for. That's our job. We're getting the news out. If, and and people have asked me, what are you know? Are you in favor of them taking a knee or not taking a knee? And I said, you know what, I'm in favor of good journalism. And Meg practiced good journalism by being in the right place at the right time. And she started, her picture started a discussion uh, like we've not seen before. Um, 
uh, on, on, you know, it's just, you know, I mean, it's just an interesting, it's been an interesting discussion and it's been, I think it's been an interesting lesson, not to sound too mentory here, but I think it's been a, uh, a, a, a good learning experience for Meg, who's only been in the business for two years, um, as to how people react to you, who you can trust, who you can't trust. Um, you know, your your what you want, how you how you write something in a tweet. It can be, um, you know, just a just a descriptive caption on a in a picture of a picture in a tweet can 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 send you one way or the other so you got to be careful with your with your words and and i thought she did a really great job of of managing managing the situation but i just found it actually hilarious that we had this minor discussion about one angry woman about a picture of a of a and that's the thing somebody died yeah. at mm-hmm. the thing i covered and nobody died at, at rocky Six kids took a knee to stand up for something they they believe in, and it was as if they had run over a pack of puppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and it, I think it, you know, just goes to show. Yeah, you know that it's it's a polarized world out there, and yeah. you know, I like I said, it just it makes me table flipping angry. But. Now, one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure we didn't do, we did this when you were available mm-hmm. was. I'd like to know because I've been in the room when people have called you mm-hmm. at, to yell at you about a story that you've written or a photograph that you've written, and your face gets re- get, gets red. Okay, <laughs> now you handle it well, but they can't see your face when you're standing there holding the phone. How do you think if this had been you covering the game, you would have reacted? You know, I really don't know because I the the hypocrisy of it makes me just blind with rage and <laughs> and I, I really would like to think and and here's the thing is a lot of the times when I did this you know um you know it wasn't a big Twitter thing but uh, I don't know I I don't think I would have probably handled it nearly as well as Meg did um, I can guarantee that I think um, but I, I you know it's when I've made people angry about things. Um, you know, I try to understand, and like you say, you try to have a discussion. But that, and, you know, and you had posted something earlier, and, I, and I'm going to screw it up, but it's some quote about how some people talk, and some people talk when they talk, they're like waiting to respond or something. Yeah. And I don't think Twitter's about having a discussion. I don't think anyone's learning anything from anyone else. I mean, I maybe I'm wrong, but my kind of cynical side says that. I think not, I think but, you're right. Mm-hmm. I think you're right too. Um, the, so I posted it. Yeah, and and one of the things that always used to make me crazy about this job is when people when we when we did things and people thought we were we were uh, somehow aiding and abetting when we you know like like well we ran this photo of these kids kneeling so obviously we think that you know Rock Island police officers are bad. It's no, that's, that's yeah the the colossal jumps that people make and assumptions they're, they 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 bring their criticism are brought by their initial biases. I mean that you know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I, I, I don't think it it has not. Twitter does nothing for my opinion of humanity, um, and they're they're looking for me downstairs. But Uh-oh. anyway, uh, um, well, that was a great transition. Um, <laughs> nothing like looking at your phone while you're trying to make a state make a statement. Um, it has done done nothing for my opinion of humanity mm-hmm. because. 
it's it's a it, it it's such a instantaneous reactionary world and i and i will tell you from my own personal experiences in management or in covering stuff that my initial reaction if i just think about my initial reaction sometimes i go with my initial reaction sometimes but that, a lot of times it's that old business m- mantra don't send the email Oh, yeah. angry email response and i and then but twitter just embraces all those rules yeah. and i think it's a really valuable it's a really valuable tool it's a very it's a really good news tool and i think meg used it effectively and responsibly um and you know we were we were in text contact from the about a minute after she took the picture and what i wanted to do was make sure we took this really slowly so we knew what we were getting our I mean we wanted to make sure we portrayed these kids exactly as we could as most accurately as we could and and for me it was breaking news it was as if a fire had broken out somewhere because essentially most fires don't cause this much of a firestorm so we so you know I called the newsroom and and we put it on the front page so and that and that was the in, in my opinion the right call and I know there are probably readers that don't agree with that but that it's it was, as far as I was concerned it was breaking news and Meg practiced good journalism um, moving forward it, this a fight would have to break out at, at a game during a knee because it's not news anymore yeah I mean it's it they're they've stuck up for what they want to believe in and they're continuing to do it and and Anthony Sandoval said in the press box which is a video thing we do with the sports guys in case you don't know about that, that he's like, I just hope they keep up with their end of that. They're doing this, that that they, if this is something they believe in, that they're going to continue to do it and not just have done it, gathered the intention. Um, But anyway, we move forward real quick in the story to the next week, the Moline Maroons who are Rock Island's arch rival. They are the, um, I don't know what is the, the great the White Sox versus the Cubs, the, the, right, maybe, right, or? right. And so uh, Moline's parent, a parent from Moline, sent us an email that said that Moline's parent or Moline's players were going to lock arms and um, stand at during attention and and alternate by race. And um, so that picture we ran that picture on the front page. Um, how much response did you get from that picture? Twenty five percent. I would say okay of of what I got because there's nothing controversial about about it was all standing, positive standing for the national anthem. All right, so well, then we go to the so then we advance well and they did I, it by race, right. so it was all so right. But what I'm saying is that that the the angry people there were how what I mean the only people that would have criticized them for doing it was if they thought rock it was a slap in Rock Island's face, which Rock Island apparently took the high road. If they thought that, they didn't say it. They didn't come out yeah, no publicly. Okay. So that would have been the people that would have been against uni- you know, a unifying stance or whatever. Right. Then we advanced to the next week, which is why I've w- one of the other reasons why I've waited to do this until it played out completely was that Moline visited Rock Island <laughs> and, and played uh, at Rocky's homecoming. Um, unfortunately, having been the... the my father went to Moline and my wife went to Moline and my brother-in-law played at Moline. My nephew played at Moline. They got creamed. Bad. <laughs> they got creamed. But 
what is Rocky's new routine? Now they went to they went to Quincy uh, the following week. Moline, when Moline was standing at attention, Quincy went. They went down to Quincy, which was a long road trip. Took a knee right before the national anthem that's, and then stood back up. I don't know about that. I had a, well, that's what just, Dan. That yes. was Dan Max tweet. They took a knee before the start right. of the national anthem and then stood up. So for their home game, they did what? For the home game, they did. Um, they're, they're on the goal line, uh, closest to the flag, and during the Rock Island fight song, the school's fight song, they all take a knee. It's about a minute and a half, the fight song, including all of the coaches. So everyone involved in the actual sport took a knee throughout the entire sports, or throughout their entire school song. Then they all stood like stones for the national anthem. So the uh, it was. I would say a compromise, I think, if if you get everybody to take a knee so that they all can have whatever belief those kids have that is shared amongst the entire team and then still having the the patriotism, there's the respect towards the flag. I think it's been a, a really interesting way that this has gone from six kids for for however the, the idea came to them or however their whatever their motivations has been has you've had all this public comment and whatever, and then we morphed into what is essentially, um, a, a, I know I didn't hear anybody complain about that. No one, you know, no one said anything. And so it was an interesting how we how this thing is kind of. But we didn't uh, put it on Twitter. Well, so why we, but, but, but it's true. But but we also didn't get anybody yelling at us for not putting it on Twitter. True. So, you know, well, you didn't, you put them when their knees were down, but you didn't tell them when they were standing at the national anthem. True. So, I mean, no one is ever going to be, you are never, unless you put a picture of puppies on the front page every day, no one, and there are even people who hate puppies. Even then, it would still get a backlash. That, the that, cat that, people. That, but there's, yeah, the cat people, God damn, all you and your puppies. But they, but they don't. Um, we're never going to please everybody. We just hope they keep buying the paper. I mean, that's that's just the you're, you're never. Everybody's not going to be your friend, and I think that's been something for Meg, who is generally well liked by most people, has probably had to adjust to having people not necessarily be a Meg fan. Oh yeah, but I mean that's new, that's new to you though. Oh yeah, but, but I think it's the weirdest well, thing. No, that not really. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> I was in theater. No, I'm, I'm hated universally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, I, uh, I. But isn't it a weird thing that this isn't because you screwed up? It isn't because you did you did something unthinking. You know, this is you did your job, and people are going to have your ass over it. Like that. That's what I, I don't know. You know, if there's one thing I could drive apart, don't think we don't worry about this. Mm-hmm. Don't think we don't think about this. Don't think that you know every photo we run makes us happy as clams. We're you know it. it the job just isn't that way, but we still do it. In college, I was at a funeral for a kid who got shot by police on Iowa State's campus. And I that, earlier I said I almost got beat up. That's why I almost got beat up. It's because people, like family members and his friends were there and they're like, why are you here? You know, like, I'm like, dude, I don't want to be here. Like yeah. I could be doing better things on my Saturday than being at a place where I'm not exactly welcome. But I'm trying to tell a story of a kid who like there was a crisis and the family are not too happy that he was... Uh, shot and killed and you know I'm just here doing my job and yet people will still I hate you for it I think this weekend or at least these last two weeks I, I 
I've become a, a photojournalist in the eyes of, I mean, this has been my community all along. This isn't, these aren't new people to me. These are my, my friends, siblings. These are my, my cousins. These are my, this is my hometown. So, I mean, it's, I don't go to assignments and, and not see someone I know a lot of times. Um, this isn't a very big town, but, um, I, I've now had to be, I've, I've morphed from all of a sudden the Meg that, you know, oh, that's so cool. Like you, Almond grad, like we graduated together. Like now you're, you know, oh, you work at the, like you work at the paper, you take awesome pay setters. Like that's so cool, whatever. To the enemy. I've become a journalist now, I think, Uh, in the eyes of my community. Finally, yes. It's, 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 I shouldn't have interrupted you, but uh, yes, no, but that, go ahead, finish your thought. Oh, no, it's just been absolutely overwhelming and crazy to adjust to becoming, you know, the the hometown kid that now works at the paper to the, the journalist that's either liked or not liked for doing their job. You know, and I think that's maybe one of the hardest things that, that bar that you crossed is, uh, you know, when you go to the parties and people stop talking when you walk in Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, we've all been there and, uh, you know, welcome aboard, you know? Yeah, no, that, that really seriously. And that's, that, that is the, that is for me, my takeaway from this is the, the, the three weeks that, that kind of changed your whole career in a sense that, I mean, as pictures go, it was a good picture, but it wasn't, it wasn't like they weren't on fire and no. running around. I mean, <laughs> you know, no, nobody had a gun to anybody's head and they weren't hanging out and the baby wasn't being caught in the right hand corner of the frame. But the picture had, had great meaning. Um, and we, there's a lot of pictures that we take locally that, that mean a lot locally that, you know, someone looks at them nationally and be like, eh. Yeah. But this picture, given the time it was taken, had great significance both locally and turns out nationally um and the growth and the the i've watched you you ratchet yourself in the sense that you're adjusting on the fly as to how to you know things are changing and it's like i have to take a deep breath and slow down and not Things have changed, yeah. and I think that's the interesting thing that is the, my takeaway from this is that the, the change in your perception of your job uh, and people's perceptions of you, um, because up until now, it's been just super, 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 super positive, um, like you said, and and now that, you know, I, I think in some way reality is set in, and a really fast, I mean, hyper speed way so it's interesting because if we for us it was yeah (laughs) well for us todd it was it was more incremental i mean it was here there you know the person that accuses you of um of uh taking a picture of a dead body on the side of the highway and they call your managing editor and they're like well where were you and i'm like i was on the other side of the highway well this person says you were on the other side of the highway i'm like i never went on the other side of the highway you know so they're screaming and yelling and crying and you explain yourself to your managing editor and then you kind of like okay you've built up one callus and one callus and then over years and years and years more calluses and you don't want to get so many calluses that you don't hear the people because i mean some people call and you're like yeah you're probably you know maybe you're right maybe you're not but i'm still doing my job um but this was just oh yeah it was like someone sounds like it hit like a rock and you know being outside i didn't know that all of this had happened but um you know it's in j school you think you know the people are going to try to stifle you or the nazis or you know you know what i mean like 
the communists or you know, it's yeah. going to be a big thing. And the man. Yeah, it's the and it's not the JCs or the yeah. booster club or you know, and and you find out that you know you're in some circle you're going to be a pariah, and your willingness to accept that, um, albeit how socially sometimes and even you know personally painful it can be, um, I think it dictates, you know, yeah, that's the way it is. Well, the um, the social pariah thing that oh, I had you, I was listening to you, and you were being so eloquent, and I, I had know, a thought, and I, I am. and I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted that thought to go all the way through to at the end and have it be super eloquent, and then I was going to add like a little addendum, you know, kind of thing to it, and totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> dropping the ball. <laughs> totally dropped the ball. I looked up at that football Ta- over your head. Taking a knee. Yeah I, yeah, I took a knee. I'm done. Does anyone know how to spell Kaepernick without looking it up? No. I haven't gotten that far. No. It starts with a K, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right? It's a Google yeah. sport. It starts with a hashtag, doesn't it? Yeah. Ha. Ha. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah, thank you. There you go. Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, it, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been fun to watch. It's been a fun and interesting thing. And I, and I, uh, you know, who knew? Yeah. And and nothing that Meg does doesn't happen at hyperspeed, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't come into the building slowly. She doesn't leave the building slowly. <laughs> she doesn't drive slowly. She doesn't eat slowly. She doesn't do anything slowly. Um, she, I don't even think she sleeps slowly, but Probably I have not. no firsthand knowledge of that. So, I mean, maybe she if she dozed off, Brian, on a night shift. Did you notice that? No, but if if she did, the space time continuum fast forwarded to the point where to where like, she woke back up. I like one second was actually like six hours. Yeah. So anyway, all right, folks. Well, we really appreciate you listening. I looked at the the the, the mark timestamp on this, and we were like going along at, at we were like like oh, we're gonna get in under forty five minutes, and then we didn't. Kaboom. So uh, anyway, uh, I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Todd Wolbert. I'm Meg McLaughlin. I'm Brian Ackenbach. And we'll see you next week. Thank you very much. The Talking Pictures podcast is produced by Todd Meisner with help from Todd Wolbert, Meg McLaughlin, Brian Ackenbach, and Gary Cranbeck. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incoputech.com. To see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog, talkingpicturespodcast.blogspot.com. The Talking Pictures Podcast is a production of the Dispatch Argus and QCOnline.com, with special thanks to Laura Frames, Randy Fisk, and Laura Anderson Shaw. Make sure you never miss a podcast by subscribing to the Talking Pictures Podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud.